Am I like, I don't want to like stereotype him here, but I think he's more on, you know, the gay end of the scale. Yeah, which, I mean, how else are you look, supposed to know? This is a safe place, yeah. okay? Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> like, you guys, where it looks, is like, I, I don't want to be honest with you. We're not going to report you to Westboro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Welcome to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Dr. Lisa Lippman. I'm Richie Redding. And today is Taylor Wolf. She's a viral blogger who posts daily updates on her life on her blog, The Daily Tay, as well as her popular Instagram account of the same name, The Daily Tay. She also runs her own online shop called The Taylor Wolf Shop. But I didn't do that justice because I... I mean, you're so funny. And the girls just go crazy for you. That's what I think. In addition to being a fantastic dog mom, you are 10 out of 10 pregnant. I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. all the way embarazada, if you will, for our Spanish-speaking listeners That's out there. like pre- giving birth tomorrow, does that mean? Uh, perhaps, yeah. <laughs> when, so. Actually, right after this podcast. I tried to convince <laughs> Taylor to do it from the hospital. But, yeah. to the hospital right now. Yeah. <laughs> yes, her water has broken, but she has plenty of time. She's still dilating. Yeah, it's fine. We cleaned it up. It's good. So Harlow is the cutest Vishla <laughs> that you have ever seen in your whole life. He, he would make the bestest boyfriend for Chloe. Full name, Harlow Jimmer Wentworth Wolf Hills. Is that correct? Hillis, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hillis. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's my husband's last name. So. And there's a, a twinsies thing going on with Chloe that went... Fun fact that our, our listeners probably know that we met on Tinder and I swiped right on Chloe because I was like, is that a Vishla? And then it turned out it was even cooler that it was a, a Ridgeback. No, but not cooler because we also love Vishlas. Well, for me, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> but I guess to start, like, how did you become you? How did you become the animal loving you? Did you grow up with pets? Sort of walk us through like your pet path. I've thought about this a lot lately, just because like, I feel like introverts maybe kind of lean towards pets a little bit more to the, at least to the extreme. And I'm sure there's extroverts out there who are like, no way, I like animals yeah. too. I'm not saying you cannot. <laughs> I'm simply saying that I spend like every hour with Harlow and it seems really normal mm-hmm. to me. And that's, when I look back as a kid, I was like, yeah, like I hung out with my cats all the time. <laughs> Didn't everybody do that? Like I had way more animal friends than human friends. And then as I became an adult, it's still that way. When I grew up, I had two Siamese cats, Kit Kat and Skittles. <laughs> I named them. Two Siamese cats. Two Siamese cats. Were they connected? <laughs> uh, no, they weren't. Skittles was, she was skittish. That's the Skittles. I thought it was pretty clever there. <laughs> Were they super racist like uh, in 101 Dalmatians? I was waiting for that. <laughs> You know, they were. I didn't want to bring it up. It's the most racist cat. They were assholes. But. <laughs> and before Kit Kat and Skittles, I just remembered I had Snickers, um, was a farm cat. There's a theme. There's a, there's a strong theme. Yeah, so those were my best friends growing up. Um, Did you grow up on a farm? No, but I grew up in Nebraska, so it's like kind of a farm. <laughs> All of Nebraska. Yeah. Snickers actually came from Santa, but it was clear Snickers was a farm cat. Like... Never wanted to be inside, would attack my brother at night when he'd get up. 
she was a fun one, but <laughs> like cats are. Yeah, exactly. So you had, so did your, were these cats that like your, your parents brought home that you got or like, did you want them or you just grew up with pets? Like I had to beg for pets growing up. I didn't just get them. Like they you were, still they were all mine. Pets. Yeah. That's I just true. say no. Yeah. I can resist your charms. <laughs> That's interesting to think about. Cause I was like, where did these cats come from? Cause my mom always claimed she was allergic <laughs> And then we'd get cats and she like magically wouldn't be, you know, so it was one of those things. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know where the Siamese cats came from. They just showed up together. I Probably another Christmas gift once. And they were always like mine. Like I had to take care of them and do the litter box and all that stuff. And did they, did they live a long time like cats do? Yes, <laughs> they lived. Uh, well, we will get into that in a bit, perhaps. Um <laughs> That was like the dog cat, you know, and people are like, oh, cats are like, this cat's like a dog, which I've always thought was a little insulting to cats. Cause I agree. A lot of cats are really nice. Like yeah. they're not, they're not all Snickers. Um, they're not dog cat. People love to call them dog cats. They're not dog cats. They're just good cats. They exist. Yeah. So cat would like follow me everywhere, sleep like right up here. Aww. You guys can't see me, but I'm pointing to like my chest. Um, her face. He just sleeps on her face. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> and then when I, I had to leave him to go to college and then I would, well, I, I don't know if I should share this, but I would sometimes drink too much and like pretend I was a cat and drink out of bowls. Hmm? <laughs> Were you a Furby? A furry? What do they call those? I did have some Furbies. Okay. <laughs> There's a, a whole lane of ASMR of uh, people that just pretend to be a cat and drink out of a bowl. And yeah. they've got a big ass Patreon following. Yeah. So. There's there's ASMR veterinarians who are making more money than I am. So, I mean, I'm doing it wrong. It's the creepiest. Yeah. 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 Maybe we should cut out that I used to do that in college. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It stays. <laughs> I mean... Was it, was it a milk-based beverage? Was it at least white Russians or just... It's usually just like vodka. Yeah. <laughs> just straight vodka out of a bowl. You have to have way worse uh, vodka. I mean... Dude, I have a friend that tried to poop in our cat's litter box and missed. <laughs> and God. he is now a doctor. So anything's possible. He is, uh, he is a, a thoracic surgeon. Celebrated. How far away was he trying to shoot that poop in there? Because I don't understand how you missed that. Yeah. Well, the way that I tell it uh, does leave a lot of room for interpretation. But what had happened was we were we were having a soiree. He got real drunk and I looked outside, like the door was open. I looked outside where we had put the litter box and he was like right at the gargoyle position. He was squatting over it. And I, I kicked him, I did. And, <laughs> oh and I, kicked, I kicked him as he was pooping. And it, it made uh, good fun. Richie's sober 12 years now, I should add. So, but This is not, not a story <laughs> about me pooping in a cat, trying to poop in a cat box. So proud. It's Dr. I won't I say know. his name. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want him to keep that license. Yeah, so, which is all to say, don't feel bad about your predilection for drinking out of bowls. Okay, so when did you wind up getting uh, pets on your own? Is Harlow your first? Yes. So I actually got Harlow 10 years ago yesterday. Oh, what, yes, what? that's right. We saw the puppy pictures. Yeah. Gotcha so day. Cute. Did he have blue eyes? Yes. Why do you know that? Well, in, in doing my Vishla research, I, I learned that they have blue eyes as puppies. Oh, I see blue and then they Vishla specifically. It. Yeah. It's actually like all the reasons you shouldn't get a dog. I got off work early and I was like bored. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to go get a dog. And nowadays <laughs> I would like a rescue, you know, like do some research. Like, but nope, I just found like a breeder an hour away. We were living in um, Topeka, Kansas. 
Are you guys familiar with Topeka, Kansas? I am yeah. not. It's I mean, flat. Yeah, I did. I went. It, I interviewed there for, at Kansas Veterinary School. That that's, was. That's like it's Tornado Alley, right? Yep. Yep. And they also have a little church there called Westboro Baptist Church. No. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Really? Wow. That's exciting. We only lived there for like five months, but um, the Westboro Baptist Church made a pretty big impact because like I tried to set up like a fake interview with the people there and then like they said yes. And then I got really scared because um, they're like a scary cult. But anyway, so I had some Wait, time to spare. So you, tried to set up, <laughs> you tried to set up an interview with Westboro Baptist Church? Yeah. Like on Twitter with, I don't know which member, but then like I went back and forth and I told my now husband, you know, he was my boyfriend then, but I was like, I'm going to go there. I'm going to interview her. And like, uh, but then it got pretty creepy because they have like this entire, like five or six blocks of Topeka where it's just like all their houses. What do you call it? Like a commune or something? Compound or commune. Yeah. Compound. I don't know the difference between those words, but yeah. So we lived really close to that and they would always be outside. The best shit ever was, I mean, it was probably 15 years ago at this point, but a, there was a, a gay pride Halloween party on the very edge of Westboro Baptist Church's property. And like every Midwest gay showed up in their most outrageous shit. Like, yeah, yeah they put it on blast. It's, it's some priceless pictures if you ever want to see it. Wait, they went to Topeka and did this? Yeah. And they went so over the top that it was like, they basically were dressing as the gay demons that they thought they were. <laughs> like, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I, I'm trying to, to stay away from saying they went hard, but they went hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they did. Yeah. yeah. So, so you found a, a breeder online situation. It, and it's an actual breeder. It wasn't a, a parking lot swap. No, no, it was an act. It was a really good breeder um, because like he was really skeptical to give me Harlow, you know, because I was just like a dumb, like young 20 year old. Like I want a dog. And he was very like, I don't think I should give this girl a dog. Um, <laughs> like I remember him telling me like, Vigilas need a couch. They need to be indoors. Like you can't punish Vigila. You'll break their spirit. And like he gave me like a lot of stuff that I've never forgotten. And it's actually... I mean, probably true for most dogs, but definitely visuals are so sensitive. That's another thing that I learned in my visual research, that they are, in fact, very sensitive dogs. Yeah, like he, when he was a puppy and would occasionally do something wrong, we'd never punish him because he'd punish himself so much. Like, <laughs> tear up a book, and then he'd be devastated about it. You know, like, it'd be all over the house, and I'd end up being like, Har, it's fine. Like, I do <laughs> bad things too. Like, we all make mistakes. Like, <laughs> I used to drink out of a bowl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so they're either really sensitive or manipulative. I haven't figured it out, but... um. Yeah, so I've always wondered, you say it's not, but mm -hmm. is that guilt? No. Um, well, so first of all, I want to address the the breeder thing and the rest you think is also super common theme on the podcast. Every, like everyone comes on and like pays their penance because they're like, oh, I should have gone to a rescue. I do believe that. I mean, there are good breeders. There are pe breeders who breed for the health of the breed. When somebody wants something like really specific and you know what you're going to get, I think that that there is a good there is a place for it. And it sounds like you did it right even back then, which was amazing. So one tip I have is always just like making sure you meet the 
dog's family and like the breeder make sure that like you see the place that the a lot of the personality actually comes from the mother so like meeting the mother is really great um and then what'd you ask me is that guilt oh right so the thing about um it's, it's <laughs> now a that you assuaged right. her guilt <laughs> yes it's a yeah i feel guilty yeah, still no well so, no <laughs> how dare you give that dog a wonderful life for 10 years yeah. <laughs> disgust me so right we're not we're, it's not a puppy mill it's totally different but Right. That's a really popular thing that people are like also people who who yell at their dogs, they will know it's like a learned conditioned response when you start to say something like that. You didn't yell at him. He just did it himself because super, super smart. But um, it's a conditioned re- response for them to all of a sudden like look guilty when you look at them. They like know what you want of them. It's not really we don't really know. I don't know if they feel guilt. I'm not sure. I don't know. But a lot of people just interpret it that way. But mostly it's like they yell at them or they give them a certain look and then they act a certain way. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It's lots of interesting dog psychology. But I am not a dog psychologist either. I always say I will derail all your training. I know nothing about training, just medicine. Well, I have a question about the guilt thing, though, because he never feels guilt at the park. Like he's lawless he's at the park. Like he doesn't lawless. give a shit about what I say. But at home, you know, I give him one look and he cowers. But at the park, he's like literally does whatever he wants. Maybe it's just like not in front of my friends, you know? God. Yeah. Seems like it. Yeah. Let me live. God. He's a boy. I mean, I, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. I think he knows what you want of him when you're home. And it's like this conditioned response in the house. So he's, he's just like we went to back to before. I mean, he's smart and he is manipulating you. So. That's I mean, par for the course. Yeah. I, I, the, the sensitivity thing makes me wonder because one of the, uh, the, the other things that I, that I found is that like, so I, I'm sure you've gone down some wiki holes on Vishlas that they, they're hung, I, 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 like, I knew they were Hungarian sporting dogs, but they're bred by the Magyar people in the mid 800s. And like they're made for speed, agility, and toughness. And it, like it, it stresses that the Magyars made them super tough. And like that just sounds to me like they were just really mean to their dogs <laughs> <laughs> in the 800 BC or AD. I did like read some history where like the breed was almost wiped out during some war. I wish I knew more about that rather like, than being so big. Well, <laughs> there was a war, they yeah. were almost wiped out. Well, I think the real translation of that is that. Hungary was almost wiped out like three or four times. You know, they were they were yeah. in the middle. They they got run over by a lot of empires, and I think they uh, they somehow clung to the Vishla. Oh, interesting. Yeah, Hungarians are uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, we went there a few years ago, and it was like a really fun trip. <laughs> like, yeah, the talking about bars, like I was almost drinking from cat bowls. Yeah, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the the PC movement is yet to hit Hungary, from what I gather. Mm-hmm. It's a fun place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but wait, do they have a lot of Vishlas? I only like managed to take photos with five or six. I was hoping <laughs> they were everywhere. Right. But I will say they were closest in size to Harlow. Like any Vizsla we meet here, they're like, that's the biggest Vizsla I've ever seen. Oh, interesting. Harlow is a big boy and uh like a lot of the american visuals are 30 to 40 pounds and he's really? about 84 <laughs> so 84 pounds wow not- that is a that is a big boy yeah but he's yeah. Let, let me just say he's felt yeah. he's, he's felt. never been t- i've never been told he's uh needs yeah. to lose weight his kansas family was big i saw his mom and dad and yeah. like his uncles i saw the whole thing and they were a big farm family so. Uh, the, yeah, the Midwestern types, they uh, they tend to be 
little thick. You know? Yeah. Yeah. With the C. C. Yeah. Thick. Yeah, three C's. Three thick. C's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you have been getting a ton of advice about what to do with baby and har. Has there been anything like super helpful that you think our people should know? <laughs> or or really ridiculous? Either one. Wherever you want to take this. What's the best bad advice? That's, <laughs> What's where, the that's best what I'm here bad for. Advice. We've all heard good advice. What's the real bullshit? One good message I read right before I came on where it was like, uh, the Swiss say that you're supposed to just leave the baby in the backyard and let the dog go find it. I'm like, what? And I was like, this is kind of the most fun advice I've gotten that maybe we'll try that. We'll just put like the baby out in the backyard and be like, all right, Har, go find her. Um, uh, pre- preferably in some mountainous Alp-like backyard. Yeah. <laughs> Were you soliciting advice? Or did somebody uh, say, hide your baby in the backyard? I mean, just anything Taylor does solicits advice, right? Like, she doesn't actually have to ask for advice. Everyone just takes it upon themselves to, right? That part is true. To be fair, I was soliciting advice because <laughs> I am so nervous about it. So, I like, I want all yeah. the weird advice, all the good advice, and all the parks somewhere in the middle. Yeah. That sounds like a great way to train a dog to be a, a baby hound, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is what we want her to do. So yeah, start small. Start with the baby, very easy to find, and then just work up to miles away over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it sounds and positive reinforcement. Clearly, we're important. never having a baby. So <laughs> usually, every podcast, I'm like, should we have a baby or should we get married? But it just doesn't. Yeah. We haven't done that yet. Yeah. <laughs> he try. He likes to tell me that a podcast is like you know better than a ring because it's been like six years. So and my pullout right. game is strong. You're so. <laughs> You know, all right. Well, Taylor will let us know if we should have a baby. Yeah. Are right? you? Uh, it, are, is it like? Are you doing it? I, I don't. I don't know how to even ask this question. I'm <laughs> oh, trying God. to avoid saying vagin it out, but that seems rude because I just met you. Uh, but we're trying to vagin it out. When I say we're, I just me. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying it. You know, they. That's the goal. But you know, at the end of the day, I'm like, I just want her out as safe as possible. So. Yeah. Whatever that means. Yeah. But I did click, you know, vagin it out when it's time to choose. <laughs> I hope you think of Richie when you're in there. Vagin it out now. <laughs> oh, vagin it out. <laughs> like, this, is, this is probably why we don't have a baby. You really yet. bite your lip. Yeah. You know? <laughs> anyway, back to baby advice. So... Okay, and did we did we miss anything? I did introduce you to my friend Dog Meets Baby, who's incredible, by the way, has an entire yeah. page, made me think like she addresses like the most amazing things. Everything from like obviously like how to introduce the dog to the new baby to um, you know, like having feelings about, you know, just like you posted, like now Har's not gonna be the only child. So there's like mom guilt there and stuff like that. And it's like very honest, very honest things. So I know I sent you a lot of readings. So I'll just go over some of the tips that she sent to me to talk with you about on the podcast today. It was like preparing baby sounds. Has Har listened to any baby sounds? No. And he hates like loud noises. Like Chris and I, well, we are perfect, obviously, but um, (laughs) I can't even say that. Like (laughs) I'm not getting choked up. I just got like dust in my mouth. Even if I'm retelling a loud story to Chris, Har will come over and like hit me and be like, can you please stop quieter? (laughs) <laughs> like we cannot like, buy anything in front of him because he gets so upset. So I'm worried about the baby crying because um, he doesn't like loud noises. So one thing that she su- suggested was to like slowly acclimate him to baby noises. So if you have a recording, do you have a recording of a real baby? Mm-hmm. Do you know anybody with a real baby right now? 
just ask a follower. Ask somebody. Will somebody will send you? <laughs> I'm sure that there is a an app that is just a baby okay. caterwauling. Yeah. Well, there are there are actually and CDs that, that are made for things like this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like a way to get like severe revenge on a neighbor that you hate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember that party you had? If you play it loud <laughs> just, enough, but the, but yeah. the thing is, you have to start really low. So you start really low, so he just doesn't even like notice it, and then you give him lots of treats, and then you slowly acclimate him up to having it like louder and louder. If he looks like nervous or worried, you stop, you back off, you kind of restart from the beginning, and then once he's happy to hear the sound at a realistic volume. And you just like go about your business. So I think it's very doable for him. So now's the time to start playing some. We need we need people to send you baby noises. No, we don't. I'll find them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then the other thing is the myth of bringing the baby blanket home. So that is a myth. Um, according to Dog Meets Baby, I don't she's know this done myth. like yeah. It's not gonna go over well. This isn't gonna go over well. I know. I'm the bearer of bad news. I know. I Lisa know. Ruins I mean, it. do it. There's there's no harm in it. And I think it's helpful probably if there's if a baby has like a long stay in the hospital or something. But the truth is there's so many scents that come home from the hospital and dogs take in like so many scents every day that like doing at once isn't yeah. going to really make a huge difference, um, but there's no harm in it. For so for if it makes you feel better, just do it. Um, <laughs> and then she's got a whole checklist. So like, I'll send you all these checklists, and then just about like keeping the baby safe. Like when you leave the room, like teaching Harlow to follow you. You probably don't have to teach him that though, because he probably already does that. <laughs> he's, he's your Velcro dog, yeah. So just keeping, keeping. I mean, simple things. I mean, he's going to be perfect. I just know I can look at him and tell he's perfect. So. I wouldn't say perfect. People think he's like really well trained and he's not. So I just want to be up clear. I want to be upfront about that. But I can tell he's going to be a big brother, a great big brother. I hope so. He's just like really selfish. Um, I don't want to, I'm not going to like talk smack on my dog, but I just want people to know he's not perfect. We have our issues. (laughs) Which, uh, which naturally brings us to, I want to get to learn more about Harlow and I want to, uh, to give a, a personality test or the, uh, the old, old fashioned yeah. Cosmo style personality test about Mr. Harlow. Yeah. Okay. These are all going to be on a scale from one to 10, the Kinsey scale on uh, one being the gayest, 10 being the straightest. Where does he fall? Well, he's definitely more into male dogs. So he's on, you know, the three or two end. Okay. He loves his costumes. Um, he always tries to hump like the little male dogs. Um, am I like, I, I don't want to like stereotype him here, but I think he's more on, you know, the gay end of the scale. Yeah. I mean, how else are you supposed to know? This is a safe place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> like you guys, it looks is like, I, I don't want to be honest with you. We're not going to report you to Westboro. <laughs> <laughs> God hates gay dogs. Savagery. Where would you rate his savagery? Oh man. I mean, if we're talking about squirrels, he's real savage. Like won't let him go. I have to like pick him up by his harness to walk away from him. (laughs) Has he ever caught one? Oh no. No, bless his heart. I've let him try so many times. He doesn't come close. I mean, squirrel versus dog. Historically, the squirrel is winning. (laughs) But there have been times where he should have, and he's just like, he's clumsy. He's not like a regal visual. He's very dopey, uh, which I love about him. Yeah, I mean, he's only savage with squirrels, uh, nothing else. So he's had chances and he whiffed it. Yeah, many. (laughs) I would let him off his leash and be like, this is your chance. Like, because squirrels in Denver are the absolute worst. Um, 
Like I am an animal lover through and through, but I hate the squirrels here. Like <laughs> really, they just taunt you. Yeah, they do. And like, you know, I had a good understanding with the Chicago rats. Like <laughs> I know people find that gross, but like we respected each other, but the squirrels here just like, they'll look at you and pull out your trash and just like throw it down in front of you. And you're like, I have to pick that up now. Like <laughs> yeah. they eat your pumpkins. I know they do that everywhere, but they do have the vengeance here. I have a lot of problems with so I guess we're both savage to him. Yeah, because um, I'm saying that out loud. But I mean, it sounds like a, a goofy dog met a a clumsy squirrel. That like that squirrel got caught slipping if he even had a chance. Yeah, you know. We'll bring it home with this one. Special skills. What kind of special skills does Harlow have? <laughs> He's not real high up on the skills. <laughs> okay, another way to put this, it would be: How would you know if if it was Harlow or an imposter? by way of what he does? What's his unique thing that he does? Well, this is just like super sweet, but okay. So my husband works from home, but when he comes out of his office, he's like in there all day doing office things. And the second he comes out and sits on the couch, Harlow will like army crawl on top of him and put oh. his little paws right up on Chris's chest. And it's like, he's like, how was your day? I've missed you. Like, I don't know. Maybe other dogs would do that, but I feel like that's Harlow's special skill. Um, <laughs> okay. Just come Chris after work. Yeah. Um, so comfort is a skill of his. <laughs> that's a skill. I mean, they've got, they make service dogs to do that. So yeah, that's a real skill. Yeah. We'll yeah. accept it. Yeah, absolutely. We will accept that answer. For sure. All right. Before we go on to the quiz, I guess we well, will. I, yeah, we want to learn about his uh, his medical history, of course, if you have any questions for him. But I also do have a special surprise. Oh, okay. That I think because you are an influencer that oh has, my has God. basically uh, made her bones making fun of other influencers. I, I No, 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 no. Not no. other influencers, okay. of herself. Okay. You, it, you yes. embody the most ridiculous influencer. Correct. Which is just myself. Yes. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so I am. She's back for the first time mm-hmm. in a very long time. I'm going to send you a cold read of uh, of a character that is beloved on the show that has been taking a bit of a break. Uh, it is that of Shandy. So I'm going to email this to you. Okay. So I just got like kind of nervous. I used to be an actor, and I haven't in a while. So. Perfect. Yeah. Cold read. That's where yeah. you uh, where you really. Shine through. Okay. Hold on. I need to just get in my influence. Like, do you want a hat? Are you guys ready? You do, do you need a hat? Do you need a leaf? I already have on my influence glasses. <laughs> do you need a leaf or a pumpkin? I need to like go like this and I need to. <laughs> hey guys, it's me, Shandy. So I've been getting a lot of questions about how my clothes never have scratch marks on them and how my furniture is so nice, even though I have a cat. The secret is that I got them to claw it. <laughs> now, a lot of veterinarians won't perform this operation because they say it's cruel and humane. But the best part about Ivan's cat butcher is that he doesn't have a medical degree. <laughs> uh, and there's never a hassle with Ivan the butcher because he doesn't speak a word of English. Now, these veterinarians will tell you that it's extremely painful. Um, but Ivan uses a ton of ketamine. Like a ton. He even academy trip in the waiting room but if you don't like hard drugs ivan has a selection of his nieces that will keep you company guaranteed very premium so don't wait get those claws ripped out of your cat so it can start to live without its god-given body parts go to 
www.darkweb.ivan.thecatbutcher.com and enter code Shandy for 15% off your first cat. Okay, note this does not apply to Ivan's nieces. Um, again, that's www.darkweb.ivanthebutcher.com and the code is Shandy for 15% off your first cat. Okay, I gotta go. Bye! Bye! Bye. Yay! Shandy! I, that wasn't my best. It was, it was great. I'm gonna do it 10 more times. <laughs> <laughs> you want to take another swipe at it? <laughs> no, that was great. We no, loved it. We loved it. It, it was good. Yeah, we yes. loved it. That but, was everything. Yay, Well Shandy. done. Well done. Mazel. Okay. Um, now back to getting serious. Um, did we address all the har questions? I know that I've seen a little bit on his page. You talk a little bit about his CBD use, arthritis, things like that. But I'll let you tell me if you have any har questions. <laughs> I mean, the hardest thing about Har, there's a little hard pun there. <laughs> he's so bumpy and like, I don't care about the bumps, like how they look, like, but I'm so worried about like, should I just keep testing all of them? I do, but like, yeah, it would dot older dot bumps. Yeah, lumps and bumps. Um, yes, Chloe's the same way, and it's hard with like really short coated breeds who keep getting these. You know that you can see them really easily, and they're just kind of like prone to them as they get older. What I usually say with bumps is, um, you know, with him you can feel them really well. In typically, she's feeling my back as she says yeah, this. By t- the way, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Typically, masses that are like soft, freely movable, like I don't know if you are comfortable getting in there and palpating them. Um, ha- those are like benign. Pro- What's like palpating? His- just palpa- yeah, just feeling, palpating, like, like using your fingers to feel things. Like, um, And you probably you know what his feels like now, right? That are all benign. They probably all have a very similar feeling, like soft, squishy. They're like benign, fatty tumors. So it's typically... Are, have been, those are benign properties, but we can never say for sure, right? Until, unless we test them. Usually I get worried when either a bump either hasn't gone away for a month or doubles in size in a month. Really the doubling in size in a month is the most concerning thing. So if the mass doubles in size in a month, then for sure it's time to get it tested. Um, I can't say that, you know, yeah, we... My friend, Dr. Sue Cancer Vet, she's fantastic. She has a whole Instagram also that talks about dogs and cancer, but, you know, hopeful. as She's very hopeful, and she teaches you what to look for and things like that. And she her tagline is sort of why wait aspirate, which means uh, taking a little sample of the bump and making sure that it's benign. But she advocates for aspirating, again, if it does double in size in a month. So, like, if something pops up on Chloe... And it has like those benign feeling and looking properties to me, then I will monitor it. If something pops up and and doubles in size in a month, then for sure I'm sticking a little needle in it because it's really easy to do and obviously always better earlier than later. But um, she did just have an imperfection that we took off also. Yes. Yeah, we had to get something lanced off of Chloe, and uh, sympathetically, I did the same. I had a mole on my back. I, I didn't like what I saw <laughs> when I had a double, triple mirror set up. I said, Take imperfection. It off. Yeah, we don't, we don't. She did it at the same time. Yeah. Well, yeah. we I were- did them both at the same time, <laughs> side by side. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah. this week was the sixth anniversary of the first time that Lisa ever did a bootleg surgery on me. <laughs> and I took a needle to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I did. Yeah, too. I stepped on a sea urchin, and she came home after like a fourteen-hour shift with a headlamp and some needles to <laughs> dig other needles out of my foot. Spoiler alert: It didn't work. And but, uh, <laughs> but I will say, I think that was when I really started. I started to fall in love with you then. Yeah, as you were digging into my foot, it was real cute. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that's sweet. Okay. So I hope, so did that answer the question though? Like, yeah, he's going to get lumps and bumps. I think if any double in size in a month, then it's time to go. So he's got one under his like front right leg where it started off as a golf ball, like got it tested right away. Um, the doctor said it was nothing, but then we've monitored it and now it's like the size of a softball. So he has to get it out because it's impacting how he's walking. Yeah. And like, my fear is that they're going to go in and it's going to be so big. They're going to be like, we have to take his leg off. Will that happen? No, that no, it's not. Especially if it's benign. They're not going to do that. I mean, the, the only reason to really take it off even would be if you think that it affects his quality of life, right? So it's not bad. It's not bad to go in and take it off. It sounds like you think, yes, it's affecting his movement. Um, if you yeah. really wanted to be sure of like how deep it went and, and what they were actually getting into, you could do a CT scan. Um, so that's, I mean, that's, it's not cheap and, you know, you're talking about just removing, um, a benign mass. So really not totally necessary. Yeah. They'll at the very least be able to like debulk it. And then hopefully it sounds like it's pretty slow growing. So even if it grows back a little bit, it won't infect or like impede his, his movement. Helped again, his pregnant so. lady out. Yes or no? Is the dog going to no. lose its leg? I said okay. no. I know, no, but it was a very not. wordy way. No. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, the surgery's in three weeks, and I envision like him coming home with three legs, and like he'd be fine. But I just don't be fine. And dogs, by the way, do great on three legs. But that's not going to be him. That's not going to be him. He's going to do great. It's going to be great. It's going to be easy. It's going to be an easier. He's not even going to know. He's going to get all the good pain meds. It'll be perfect, and then he'll be able to move again. So, and I'm glad that you're doing that because actually, you know, I always say to people are always like, "Oh, should I do it?" I'm like, you know, old age isn't a disease. Like, I don't treat old age. He looks perfect otherwise. He's super healthy otherwise. Um, we want to make sure that his quality of life is like the best that it can be. So if he's otherwise healthy, like there's really, really extremely little risk to, you know, just getting that thing off and then making him feel better. So, yeah. So, so you have that planned. Yeah, good. Cool. Well, with that yeah. said, uh, you have been a fantastic guest. And there is only one thing left to do, Taylor Wolf, and that is to determine if you deserve dogs. You know what it is. It's time for a quiz about dogs and shit. Best out of three, multiple choice. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. Quizzy time. Question one. Taylor, sadly, you are not the most famous Vishla parent. Comedian Drew Lynch has one, as well as what person from the Howard Stern show? High-pitched Eric, Beetlejuice, Baba Booey, or Ghislaine Maxwell tampered with the Postal Service sorting machines in Pennsylvania? I'm just going to say Beetlejuice. That is incorrect. That is incorrect. It was actually, it was Baba Booey. Um... Oh, but she would, knew that. It would be absolute endangerment if Beetlejuice had a dog of any kind. He is not to be trusted with his own life, much less that of a, a Vishla. Also, anything Ghislaine Maxwell is always right, too. Yeah. So. But for what <laughs> just is. just didn't want to say Ghislaine. <laughs> <laughs> but you just did it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and for the record, I would much rather watch you or anybody do stand up than Baba Bowie. So <laughs> thank you for that. Okay. 
Question two. As a Vishla mom, you no doubt know that in Hungarian, Vishla means pointer based on their ability to point and find. But did you know that the word has several other meanings in Hungarian? Which of the following is also a meaning for Vishla in Hungarian? Biter of Russians, smeller of crotches, deerhound, or hater of gypsies? Crotch. The one with the crotch word. <laughs> That's definitely right. Yeah, for sure. Also, dear home, but... We're, we're trying to give you the answer, too. <laughs> we, and we also... I was okay, let's delay you and guys. And we also so help you cheat. Yeah. You oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Would you like to take another shot so at that? So you did the crotch, and so I was like, all right. Yeah. That's what it must They're be. perfect Wait, crotch height. Did so you? I gave her a huge thumbs up, but I guess we yeah. were delayed. Wait, you gate yeah, no. You didn't even hear that's that. That's not a delay because if you went if you went thumbs up on smeller of crotches, that's before the right but answer. It's the same thing. She sabotaging you. <laughs> oh, now this is all right. I'll take the blame. You're sabotaging. Taylor was right. You're going to be the first person ever to lose this quiz. All right. It's <laughs> okay. I mean, I I know I'm. I know in my heart what I am, so yeah. that's fine. <laughs> uh, just say the just say Deerhound so we could uh so we could make you win. Deerhound. That is correct. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yes, uh it, it is in fact a deerhound. I think that any of those other would have also qualified. They though. are definitely qualified. They would be very celebrated. They're perfect crotch sniffing sniffing heights. So. But in, in Hungary they would also be uh celebrated for biting Russians or <laughs> not being nice to gypsies. For sure. Anyway, question three, rubber match here. This is for all the marbles. Uh, very current story I've got here. This week, one of the finest UK papers of record, the Mirror.UK, ran this headline. Woman spends thousands at vet on farting dog before discovering <laughs> the real culprit. This woman, who was pregnant, noticed a putrid, rotten egg smell every time her dog farted. She tried switching its diet more than once, but this rancid smell persisted. She took him to the vet, who ran a battery of tests, and they found nothing. In a fit of pregnant lady tears, after going through this for five weeks with her dog, she returned home thinking that her poor good boy named Jerry was going to die. And then she figured out the real reason behind the stench. And it was what? A rotten egg under the couch? A dead animal under the floorboards? Her cat was ass landing? Or her husband? Her husband? That is correct. <laughs> it's always the husband. Yep. Yay! Hubby fessed up that it was him and she was pissed. She made him pay for the vet bills out of his fun money fun and money? told a newspaper about it. But at no time, in typical girl fashion, I'm looking at uh, both of you, uh-huh. was she ever concerned that her husband had horrible swamp ass? Huh? What? The dog gets taken to the vet, but the <laughs> husband, she's just mad that he's got a little oh, bit of gas? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. There's Whatever. nothing worse. I think we need to start a GoFundMe for this husband. Yeah. But you deserve dogs! Yay! Dog. Turns she out you deserve dogs. Yes. yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, where can the good folks find you? Uh, the hospital. That's where I'm headed next. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Thanks for doing this. Bye. Thanks for coming. Uh, yeah, you can pretty much find me on Instagram all day long at the Daily Tay until I go to the hospital. Might take a few days off, might not. We'll see. I will bet against you taking those days off. I expect some some hospital bed humor out of you. 
yeah, we'll see. We'll see how laughy I feel when I'm there. <laughs> all right. Well, we're all rooting for you yeah. on behalf of the entire we don't deserve dog we don't deserve we don't deserve dogs community. <laughs> the petophile community. Yes, the petophiles. Like uh, we we all want you to vag that thing out. So best <laughs> of luck with that. And uh, listeners, thank you so much. Uh, and keep listening to my album, number one album of the year, and you know where to find us because we're gonna say it right now. At Dr. Lisa Lipman. And at Richie Redding. Thanks. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to We Don't Deserve Dogs. I'm Richie Redding. And I'm Dr. Lisa Lipman. Yeah. And you can find both of us at our respective handles, those exact names, at Richie Redding, at Dr. Lisa Lippman. And uh, I just want to give special thanks to our editor, of course, who is Jordan Aaron, and our executive producer, King Joffrey himself, Jeff Umbro, of The Podglomerate. And you can find more of their shows at thepodglomerate.com. Some of the music in this episode comes from Breakmaster Cylinder. Make sure to check out the sponsors you heard in this episode because that really helps provide the show to you free of charge. Let them know we sent you. It also really helps people to find the show if you rate and review on Apple Podcasts or share an episode on socials. Tag us at We Don't Deserve Dogs and let us know what you thought. We'll see you next week when we return with another episode of We Don't Deserve Dogs. All content provided on We Don't Deserve Dogs is for informational purposes and entertainment value only. None of the content on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to constitute third-party veterinary advice or any other third-party professional advice. The content We Don't Deserve Dogs distributes or transmits should not be considered as a substitute for any type of professional veterinary advice. Nothing on We Don't Deserve Dogs is intended to be used as a veterinarian's diagnosis, veterinary treatment, or any other veterinary service and should not be relied on to affect the medical therapy of any pet. Nothing transmitted to or from We Don't Deserve Dogs can replicate a true doctor-patient relationship between yourself and a veterinarian. Your dependence on the content of any information found on or transmitted by We Don't Deserve Dogs is at your own risk. For veterinary care and advice, please see your veterinarian. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.